as we've studied and got ready, uh, I've been saying for a few weeks that I've been trying to get out of Galatians. Well, that's over with. I almost got back into it <laughs> because I got into some scriptures. I didn't really hit that good, but uh, we're not going to go back into Galatians today. We're going to be in Luke uh, chapter 18 as where we'll be at in scripture this morning. Uh, Luke uh, chapter 18, and we'll start reading with verse number 9. And uh, we're going to hit, do one of those hit and miss uh, messages today. We're going to hit some, some scripture and we may jump to something else next Sunday. But uh, today is Luke 18, chapter, uh, chapter 18, verse 9. If you will, when you get to verse 9, if you would please stand uh, to pray reverence to the reading of the Word of God. Uh, Luke uh, chapter 18, verse 9 says this, And he spake, this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. And the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess, and the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much his eyes into heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to assemble here together this morning. We pray. Uh, that we obey you in all things this morning. We pray, Lord, blessings upon our services this week, and I look forward to the services that we're having. I, I pray, Lord, that we can draw closer to you before it's too late. And, uh, bless this scripture this morning. Bless this uh, a thought, Lord Father, this, this thing that will help us grow closer to you. And Lord, I just ask you to remove us out of the way and use us as a willing vessel this morning to bring forth what you've showed us this week. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. You can be uh, seated now. Uh, when I was uh, reading this and looking at this, a thought uh, came to my mind about uh, trophy cases. Now, I, if you go to a school, you know, a school will typically, uh, in a large gathering area, say a gymnasium where they have a lot of events, uh, they'll typically try to have a trophy case. And especially uh, uh, schools that do well in a lot of things will definitely prominently put out those trophy cases and have those trophies where you can see them. If you ever go to somebody's house that was an athlete or did a lot of great things in their life, they'll typically have a trophy case somewhere in a prominent spot in the home that you can see it. And I've actually been to people's homes that had trophy cases in their living rooms or in different places in the home that you could see them. And I've actually been to somebody's home before and walk in and just be blown away. They'll have all these trophies. They'll have trophies for fishing, and they'll have trophies for skiing, they'll have trophies for racing, well, home runs in softball, they'll have this huge display case full of just all kinds of trophies, and I remember being at one, and I, I seen one, and I was talking to him about all these trophies, and his wife sort of spoke up as I was complimenting all of his trophies, and she said, well, don't, don't compliment him too much, and I said, why is that? She said, well... A lot of these trophies, uh, he sort of made himself. So this one right here, uh, at the end of softball season, he, he had this trophy made because <laughs> he, he hit the most home runs. So he thought he deserved a trophy. And this one right here about racing, well, 
he drove at a racetrack one time and figured he, he deserved a, a trophy <laughs> for, for what he did. And uh, that immediately came to mind as I was reading this that uh, people have imaginary trophies. They do. The Pharisee had an imaginary trophy in his life. Now, uh, the trophy that he had was for not being an extortioner. Verse 11. He was not being unjust. He had a trophy for that. He had a trophy for not being an adulterer. He had a trophy for fasting. He had a trophy for tithing. He had a trophy for all these different things. And some people list off and give themselves trophies for things that do not matter a whole lot in the eyes of God. And their list looks like this. I got a trophy because I tithe today. I got a trophy for fasting. I got a trophy for not robbing the grocery store today while I was there. (laughs) I got a trophy uh, for doing certain things, and they think they deserve things in their life based upon their trophies. Now, now, are we not guilty of that sometimes? I have my own imaginary trophies that I think I deserve certain things, but uh, we have a, a, a group of Christians today that think they deserve things based upon the things that they've done for God. I tithe, so I deserve to be a deacon. I, I taught Sunday school, I deserve for my prayers to be answered. I, I preach, so I deserve good things. I deserve a nice car, because I preach. I, and I sing in the choir, so I should be able to teach music at the singing camp. Or, and I could go on and on. But we have these things that we, we think we don't lie, we don't cheat, we don't steal. And, and because of these things, I deserve to be saved. We, we, we think that we, we want justice or we think that we, we need certain things. But really, in the end, we need mercy. We don't need justice. We don't need redemption. We don't need things because we've done certain things. In the end, we really need mercy because... I haven't done anything worthy of salvation, and I haven't done anything worthy of Jesus Christ hanging on the cross. Uh, there's, <laughs> I read a story this week of somebody that hired a very expensive painter to paint a portrait of themselves, and they told the painter when they came in, I hope that you can do me justice. And the painter looked, at, looked her over real quick, and he said, I think you probably need more mercy, <laughs> and then you do justice when I paint you. So, in our lives, that may be sort of kind of funny, but in the end, we need mercy. We 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 don't want to really claim our rights. We uh, th- these Pharisees, they they think they earned something, and a lot of times we think we earned things that by being a good person, we deserve good things. The Americanized idea of Christianity is very very messed up. It really is. And I don't care if I really hurt your feelings today or, or, or whatever, but our Americanized idea of Christianity that we deserve good things and we deserve healing and we deserve certain things in our lives don't really mean a whole lot to what the Scripture tells us. And we even talked a little bit about it some in some of the Sunday school about that healing, and we talked about some different ideas and different opinions of people. But in Luke 6.31 it says, And ye would do that men should do to you, do ye also to them. Uh, what that is, is that's not a claim that we should get what we deserve. That means that we should treat people uh, right. That means we should, this, this is not a promise, this is a commandment. That we should treat people good. In Jeremiah 17, 5-7, we see a promise and we see a warning. 
And Jeremiah 17, 5 through 7 says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. And he shall be like the heat in the desert, and he and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, and a salt land, and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. The arm of the flesh will fail you, but those who trust in the Lord will be blessed. The Bible does not give us certain rights. The Bible does not say that we, have to, we get to do this. The Bible says it gives us the right to turn the other cheek. The Bible gives us the right to bear all things. The, the Bible gives us the right to suffer along things, to forbear certain things. The Bible shows us and promises us to be uh, slow to anger, to have Christian character, to love people, and, and to go above all things. The Bible does not say you deserve goodness because of how you act. <laughs> and a lot of times I've caught myself when I, when I go through hard times and when I go through uh, uh, things, I say, Lord, I don't deserve this. <laughs> and how many times do we question Really what's going on in our lives, the true voice of God, uh, and when we have that trophy case Christian in so many ways, a trophy case Christian says, I prayed and God showed me that I deserve better than this. Have we not heard that? I have heard that. I've heard that not very far in the distant past. I have heard people say that. And the Apostle Paul prayed and showed God that love bears all things in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. They trusted in their self-righteousness. He spake this parable to certain which trusted in themselves is how that verse started off. He, they, he, he was preaching this parable. He was talking this parable. He was teaching to these people that trusted in themselves. They expected God to do something for them because of what they had done. Lord, help us today. If our thought process is God will bless our revival because I have been good this week. Uh, God will we'll see souls saved because I'm a good Christian. Lord, I'll be able to make the house payment this month because I'm a good guy. That, that does not line up with what the Bible teaches us. Uh, the Bible does not tell us that we're promised to have the bills paid, that, that we'll be taken care of financially, that you will have no sickness, that you'll have no uh, problems in your life. Uh, the Bible shows us that Jesus loves us to love each other. Well, we, we've hit that a lot. We hit it for 14 weeks. I've already said that on an entitlement on so many ways that people think that you got to have Jesus and something else. It's just Jesus. It's just Jesus. It's just loving each other. It's just loving God. It's just going out and, and, and being good to each other. That's what He wants us to do. They expect God to heal them or answer their prayers based on what they've done for God. Lord, help us. Now, I believe that we should be working for God, that we should do things for God, but Lord, help us if we we're building up a point system where we can redeem those points. I, I flew to uh, the Indiana this week, and I, and I got up there, and I always check my flyer miles because I have flown a lot in the, the past five or six years. And I look at my miles, and I'm looking at it, and the, yeah, I can cash those in and go on a family trip and use that for something or other. But, and we're, I'm using that as I'm using those, those, those different airlines, and I'm getting places, and I'll be able to use that later. But then we're also using God the same way. Well, I did this for you, God, and I got these points, so... Uh, uh, maybe you can bless me uh, this week. Maybe you can uh, uh, have visitors at the church because I've done uh, this good thing. Or maybe I can, I can do that. That's not really how it works. 
this Pharisee was praying and saying, Well, I fasted. Lord, I've, I've come here and I've been a good person and I deserve good things. If there's anything I can tell you, and Jesus showed us right here, that's wrong. It doesn't work that way. I wish that there was a point system. <laughs> I wish that there was maybe a tally that I could make up. I get to the end, I cross it off, that's 10, go down and start another point system. I've seen Christians like that. I've heard Christians like that. And I, I've heard that, well, they're, they're doing really good. They built this brand new big house and it just looks like every God's just blessing them. That's, that's not how God blesses. Uh, God has blessed me because I ain't going to go to hell. <laughs> uh, God has blessed me with a Savior named Jesus Christ that I have all comfort, all spirituals, all things poured out from Him or from Him. I don't benefit financially from what Jesus has done for me. I don't benefit in this world from what Jesus has done for me. He doesn't heal my sicknesses because of what I've done for Him. It doesn't work that way. And that's, that's a very easy way to put it, but these Pharisees, they didn't receive anything from God, is what it says in verse 14. Nobody will receive salvation. Nobody will receive healing. Nobody will ever receive an answer to a prayer based upon works. That's in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. You can also look that up in Titus chapter 3, verse 5. Works will not get you anything in your life. We can say faith without works is dead works, but we have to understand something today. We have faith, and we'll do those works because we believe, but those works won't get you any kind of reward system. The Pharisees, they took out judgment, they took out mercy, they took out faith. If you look at Matthew 23, 23, they took it all out. They tithed with mint, they tithed with uh, cumin, they, 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 they forgot about judgment. And they didn't realize that payday may be delayed, but one day, accounts will be settled. One day, the Pharisees were going to have to answer for what they did. So they neglected their parents. They neglected certain teachings. They twisted the Scripture to mean certain things to them. And, and Lord, help us. I have been guilty of it. And if we really want to be honest, I believe all of us will be guilty of, of twisting Scripture. I see so many times that people take... A scripture out of context says, I can do anything through the Lord Jesus Christ which strengtheneth me. I see that posted all over the place, but it's used incorrectly, uh, completely out of context. It, it, well, God will bless me because I can do anything through Jesus. <laughs> That's what the Bible shows me. That's not really what it's saying. They forgot about judgment. They forgot about mercy. Because they had forgotten judgment, they had no fear of omitting love and omitting mercy. And they also forgot about faith. Nowhere in this scripture does it talk about looking to that judgment, looking for mercy, and looking for faith. Admitting that they believed. They wanted to climb the ladder. The Pharisees were guilty of climbing the ladder of religious works. If they do certain things, I'll be able to move up as a Pharisee. I'll be able to go through this religious system. If I do these dead works, it'll offer me a relationship with the living God, and that doesn't really work. The works that you do have to be based upon you loving Jesus, you going to the cross, you accepting Him. The Pharisee were way too focused on what they had done physically. As the church today, we have to realize that that doesn't get us anywhere. It doesn't. I can do all I want to. I can witness to all I want to. We, we talked about witnessing this morning. You know, I could witness every day, every place that I go to, but that is, we, if we're looking for rewards, it's not going to happen. 
if we're looking for something better because of what we do, it's not going to happen. Uh, the only thing that we're going to be able to do is increase our relationship with Jesus. Have you been depending on your imaginary trophy case? As I mentioned before, there was somebody that started creating trophies for themselves. Made themselves feel better. And a lot of times as Christians, we uh, are making that imaginary trophy case. We're filling it up. We're saying in our minds, yes, we've done this. Yes, I worked at the church this much. Yes, I was there on, on Sunday. I was there on this day. I was there. I showed up every day at Revival. We have that trophy case. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. What did you do during that time? As I get a verse of some song ready this morning, we have to really think about our imaginary trophy case and displaying your religious accomplishments. Have you been trusting in these to answer your prayers? Have you been trusting these trophies for your healing, for your salvation? I'll ask you today to leave your trophies at the altar. Leave your trophies at home. Leave your trophies somewhere else. The house of God doesn't really use trophies. Come to God trusting in Him, not in your own works. And the biggest thing that we have to do today is trust in Him for the completed work on the cross. That's all we need. The completed work on the cross gives us what we stand in need of today. If there's anything else that we can understand as we go into revival... We have to leave our, our past accomplishments. And I've, if you've been in church very long, we hear about, well, in 1970 we did something so, 1980 we did something, and 1990 there's something. And that's always sort of bothered me because today's today. It's 2021. It's, it's a long time since that. That imaginary trophy case ain't going to last but so long. As, as Christians today, we have to trust in now, what's going on today. Forget about the trophy case. What can we do for Jesus today? As we stand, what page you get?